Hello and welcome back to the 49ers First and 10 podcast. 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares. And the 49ers are coming off of a 30-23 win against the Los Angeles Rams and have kept their streak alive with nine consecutive regular season wins against L.A., How was the team feeling after that one, Lindsay? You know, I think that this game was exactly what the team expected. They all mentioned how, yes, that nine-game regular season win streak exists, but the games against the Rams are typically high stakes, competitive, and gritty, which is kind of everything you saw yesterday. Doesn't necessarily have that high stakes element to it just because it's so early in the year. But, you know, especially with NFC West games, you never know the implications until much later in the season. And it's kind of like what Kyle Shanahan said. This was an early matchup with the Rams. We'll see how things pan out in week 18 because the 49ers will close out the regular season slate against LA. Before we dig into the nitty gritty of the game, did head coach Kyle Shanahan share any injury updates from that game? Yeah, so we actually had an earlier call with head coach Kyle Shanahan than we normally do. So the update is there really aren't any updates. Um, so it, with Ambry Thomas, uh, the cornerback had a knee injury and was questionable to return Likely we'll know more about him later today or tomorrow because, again, evaluations are still happening. Cornerback Diamador Lenore was uh, examined for a head injury. He cleared yesterday, and he'll have to go through examinations today as well. And then wide receiver Brandon Ayuk had a left shoulder injury that was kind of he was dealing with it throughout the game, but it didn't take him out of the game. Head coach Kyle Shanahan says he believes that injury occurred on Brandon Ayuk's first catch of the game. So for now, the update is no update. And Faithful will keep you updated on 49ers.com, so make sure you stay tuned on the website. But this game, it was a challenge for the 49ers, and it always is against a divisional opponent. But last week's game against the Steelers, It was pretty lopsided in favor of the Niners. So this Sunday, it was very even throughout the first half. The Rams even had the lead at one point before it was tied. What were some of those halftime adjustments the team had to make to take the win? Yeah, so we heard from the defensive players in the postgame pressers, and I think it was Nick Bosa and then also linebacker Fred Warner that both mentioned that there were just adjustments made to tighten up the run game. Um, And you saw that it was really the big defensive rally that changed the course, the outcome of how this maybe would have panned out. And it started with a big third, uh, third down stop by cornerback Isaiah Oliver that forced the Rams a first punt of the game uh, early in that third quarter. Then Oliver followed up with an interception of Matt Stafford and that ruined his streak of 163 pass attempts with no picks. And then Fred Warner followed up on the ensuing drive with a sack of Stafford for a loss of 10 yards that also forced the Rams offense off the field. And then after that, I really think the offense fed off that energy and got rolling. Then it was followed up by a Debo touchdown. And that was really where the 49ers were able to create a little distance for the Rams, because like you mentioned, it was neck and neck in that first half. 
yeah, shout out Isaiah Oliver for sparking that momentum shift in the second half. And like you said, it got rolling from there. Fred Warner getting a sack. We also saw impressive catches from Jawan Jennings, then that touchdown from Debo Samuel, and then even Diamador Lenore got a pick. So talk about the importance of momentum in a game and how this team just really feeds off each other. Yeah, I think just for this team, it just needs that they just need that one big play to really get rolling. And I think it was a combination really between that third down stop and then that first interception because then it just put them in a better field position. The offense was able to get back out there. Um, and put some points on the board because that's really what needed to happen. And one of the difference makers in this, of course, was the Rams had those two interceptions and the 49ers took really good care of the ball. That's on Brock Purdy. That's on the entire offense. Um, and that was the difference maker in this. So uh, ball security becoming an all-time important thing, especially when you're going neck and neck with a team that, you know, Gave them a really a hard-fought battle yesterday. All right, so we got some pretty big milestones to cover. Tight end George Kittle made franchise history, becoming the fastest player to reach 400 career receptions, surpassing Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. It only took Kittle 84 games. Talk about the impact he's had on the Niners, honestly, since he's gotten here. You see that by his career milestones, but also he is just a motivator in this locker room. He makes everyone around him better. He's a willing blocker. He is a reliable pass catcher. I think this milestone is just one of many. And then you look at this milestone in terms of the greater NFL tight end community. There is only three tight ends that have eclipsed this benchmark in fewer games. It was Kellen Winslow. Travis Kelsey did in 78 games and then Jimmy Graham in 81. So he's being talked about. He's in a conversation of really elite tight ends. He is a very critical part of this team. And I think, you know, it's just going to be more from from George Kittle. He's going to heat up throughout this season um, and I, I would expect more more big things from him. Yeah, what an elite group of guys. I'm excited to see what Kittle has in store for the faithful for the rest of the season. But Christian McCaffrey, he seems like he can do anything. He's Mr. Reliable. He received back-to-back nominations for FedEx Ground NFL Player of the Week with 116 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. And it's nothing new from him. It's now the sixth time in his career he's rushed over 100 yards in back-to-back games. Talk to me about Christian McCaffrey's performance, and it seems like he won't get stopping anytime soon. You know, I think we're seeing the product of Christian McCaffrey having an entire offseason with the San Francisco 49ers because last year in week eight, this Rams game was, you know, named the CMC game afterwards because he had the hat trick. He threw for a touchdown, ran a touchdown in, and then also caught a touchdown pass. And now he's got months and months with the team. He knows the playbook, it seems like, in and out and has really gelled with this offense. And you can see that in back-to-back weeks, he is producing 100 100 rushing yard gains, games, and he's also being nominated for league-wide awards. I think it just speaks to just the complete player that he is. He's also got some yards in the uh, receive. He's also got some receiving yards in both games. He really is the do-it-all running back for the 49ers. And, you know, I think the seal, you know, he can only go up from here, really. He's. I expect to see him follow up this performance 
week after week. Um, and he's just a great, again, kind of like George Kittle, a motivating force in that locker room. He makes everyone around him better. His diligence and commitment to the game. I mean, it's the all-around player and just fits so well with San Francisco's offense. All right, now let's talk about rookie kicker Jake Moody. He gave some confidence to the 49ers and he gave some confidence to the faithful in the regular season. And he went three for three on Sunday and, and nailing a 57 yard field goal, the longest field goal by a rookie in franchise history. And if you look back at it, his career long in Michigan was just 59 yards out. So Head coach Kyle Shanahan said it gave him confidence. How do you think Moody's feeling after that one? I think that's got to be a really big victory for him. Obviously, he has done this before and had, you know, a kick like you mentioned longer than that. But that's at the college level. This is the NFL stage. And I think to be perfect in your first two regular season starts of your NFL career has got to be huge in terms of confidence and also just in confidence of the team and him. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said that, you know, obviously you have to have confidence in your kicker to allow him to take that kick. So I think it's just a progression on all fronts. And, you know, Jake Moody is really panning out to be the player that they thought he would be. And I think the 49ers are pretty happy they went for him at the 99th overall pick in this year's draft. After Sunday's game, quarterback Brock Purdy shared that he didn't feel like he had his best game. It, Kyle Shanahan still gave him props for keeping it safe and not turning it over on offense. And Brock, he showed his toughness with that QB sneak, which made it for his second rushing touchdown in his career. But what do you think of his performance? Yeah, I think, you know, like the rest of the team, it wasn't a perfect game, but I think the end result is ultimately the goal, right? Brock Purdy said he's going to review the tape. There are, certainly are some plays and some passes that he would like back, but you have to think about it. He is still very much a young quarterback. He really only started as, became the 49ers starting quarterback at the tail end of last season. He's still learning. He's still gelling with this offense. And it's a work in progress. You cannot expect perfection from a player this early in his NFL career. Um, again, I think it's just about building and stacking the success throughout the season. Still very much a solid start. At the end of the day, you are 2-0 and heading into week three. And that's all you can ask of the entire team. Yeah, the 49ers, though, can't ride this high for too long. They've got a short week ahead of them with the New York Giants on Thursday night football. What do weeks like this look like for the team? Yeah, weeks like this, basically you blink and it's over. Uh, today, Monday morning, the players are going to have the day off, obviously just to rest and recover from yesterday's contest. But then Tuesday and Wednesday will be a practice day and then a practice slash walkthrough day. And then Thursday, it's game day again. Uh, so like you said, a quick turnaround before the home opener, but certainly a day that the entire team is looking forward to. All right. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me on this episode. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. 